Hey Logo Geeks, Ian Padgett here and this week I'm interviewing Ram Castillo to talk about getting your first design job and how to find a mentor too. But before we jump into that, I want to thank FreshBooks who have sponsored this episode. FreshBooks is an accounting software designed for creative professionals that allows you to create invoices in seconds, organize your expenses and more. It's all organized in the cloud so you can securely access all of that information anywhere you are, um, be that on your desktop computer at home or your phone or tablet whilst on the move. So to give it a go, I'm offering listeners of the Logo Geek podcast a free 30-day trial. All you need to do is head to freshbooks.com forward slash Logo Geek and be sure to enter Logo Geek in how did you hear about us section. So you might have noticed this week I have a cold. So apologies for the slightly bunged up voice uh, in the intros and uh, I mean all the way through this interview. Um, Everyone around me at the moment seems to have colds and I know being January, uh, it just seems to be that time of the year. So I know I'm not the only one in this situation. Um, But anyway, as mentioned this week, I'm talking with Ram Castillo, who's an award-winning design director blogger, podcaster, and speaker based in Sydney, Australia. I've been a fan of Ram's podcast, Giant Thinkers, for years. And if you haven't listened to that podcast before, I highly recommend it. But when Ram agreed to be on the show, I was really excited and uh, I was looking forward to speaking to him. This interview actually came around the day after talking with a friend of mine who's recently graduated And after several months of trying to find a job, he hasn't yet made his proper break into the uh, design industry. And after putting so many years and and so much time and energy uh, into studying, he's feeling quite deflated, feeling like his degree was a waste of time and money. And he's close to giving up. I mean, he's really uh, fed up. So to my friend and, and anyone else in that position, please keep going. Don't give up. And this episode will be for you. There's loads of advice here for you, which I hope will motivate you and help you to keep going through this tough time. As Ram has a podcast and book that's to help designers find a job, I thought it was the best opportunity to get some advice for anyone facing my friend's situation. So in this interview, we discover Ram's start in the industry, and that leads on to a stream of incredible advice for finding a design job and also finding a mentor too to help you reach your goals, no matter what level you're at. So let's dive straight into this. Here is the interview with Ram Costillo. I understand that after graduating, your first job was in the mailroom at Ogavia Matha. And I assume that wasn't a, a graphic design job. So I'm curious, how did you go about getting your foot in the door to have a position in such an agency? And how did you go from that position to working your way up to actually start working on graphic design? Yeah, it's um, it's an interesting start to a, a career um, when your whole life you've dreamt about 
doing something in in the creative industry. Um, and at the time, I studied um, art throughout high school, um, as many uh, uh, similar people do in in uh, the pursuit of graphic design, and then what now is um, multidisciplinary design. In 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 what spurts out from that, uh, for me, I, I did finish graphic design um, in. Uh, design college and the first job that I got out of that was indeed in the mailroom as you mentioned at Singleton Ogilvy and Mather um, part of the Ogilvy and Mather group and I got that simply through uh, a friend of mine who also studied with me and his auntie was the managing director of Qantas and um you know, I didn't dissect it at the time. I just went with it. But there is this little thing called networking, and it's it's who you know that really fast tracks uh, where where you know you could potentially uh, be at. Um, and for me, that was my foot in the door. It was a mailroom job, and I figured, yes, I'll be um, collecting and distributing mail, as the name suggests. It was literally a mail room, but I was also changing light bulbs. I would clean the toilets, I would um, stock the fridges, um, order printer toner and was really um, the the thing that springboarded my entire career in that in the first week I met 300 people in in four levels essentially in, here in Sydney and um, I was exposed simply from the exposure of walking through the walls of what they at the time had uh, the biggest brands in the world, from Coca-Cola to Dove to Milo to Amex to Hyundai to KFC, Pizza Hut, the, the whole shebang. Um, and it was the, literally my foot in the door because I then um, just got the conversation going around um, ideation and um, this thing called um, you know business outcomes. So how do we re- reverse engineer that using creativity? Um, and uh, some people, though, did go, you know, you, you even graduate under scholarship. So I, I did, was able to get a scholarship to finish my, my um, design qualification. And uh, people were, were wondering, you know, <laughs> how come you had done that? Um, and then here you are in the mailroom. But uh, I, don't, I don't think they saw, saw things the way that I did, which was me playing a very long game. Can, which, I, can I just ask about that quickly? Um, because yeah, go for uh, it. I know a, a lot of graphic designers that I've met, young, young graphic designers that have studied, something like that would be below them. Uh, you know, um, they, they imagine that they're going to find a job and they're going to be working on a lot of these huge projects. So I, I think it, it was obviously... Um, the, the right thing for you to kind of start at the bottom and, and work your way up. Do you think that's the right approach to take with this type of thing? Well, I think there's there's a few parts to it. Um, the first is um, we can only control um, our output, our actions, our response to certain things around us. Um, and, and often... Um, we can get um, too caught up in things not happening at a certain time in a certain way. Um, I guess the benefit that I had with my background being a Filipino immigrant coming to Australia um, when I was only one years old, really, um, and I grew up with the stories that my parents um, had growing up, which was that um, you know they they had little to nothing, and and for me everything was just always 
in gratitude or, you know, always felt like it was a bonus to the life that I could have lived as a, as a Filipino, you know, kid, um, in a third world country living a different life. And so well, I guess what I'm trying to get at is, um, often it's not a no, it's, it's not really a no, it's, it's a no, not yet. Um, sometimes we don't have what we have because we simply aren't ready for it. And that's sometimes a, a tough pill to swallow. Um, when we, we, we have, um, you know, wanted something so bad, maybe it's because of the, the comparative world we live in, it's easy to compare and, and all that type of thing with other people's progress. Um, but, but for me, it was simply taking multiple side steps before I take a forward step. That's always been how I've progressed with everything. I've never been the, the tallest never been the most wealthiest, never been the most talented. I literally was the shortest kid in primary school and then the second shortest kid in, in high school. I was always in the friend zone. I didn't really have a great social sort of um, ability. I was always in the B and C grade of the soccer um, squad. Um, I was never the most athletic and I never really had um, you know, top grades in school. I, I really just excelled in art. That's about it. And so I understood uh, my strengths, but I had to pair that with hard work and, and, and that's all it is, to be honest. It's the, the approach is um, you've got to throw uh, a, a lot of spaghetti on the wall and see what sticks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what I like about what you did at that time is that you saw the long-term opportunity of that position, that even though it was a mailroom position and it wasn't doing the the graphic design work that you probably hoped to have been doing but you could see that it would be a great way to meet people to network um to see how things work and and hopefully fingers crossed uh do work your way up and and i understand that you you was able to so i'd love to uh, hear more of that uh, story to kind of what happened next and 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 how you you developed your way up in in that position. Yeah, and look, in the bigger scheme of things, it wasn't even that long in my mind um, before I, I took the next step up. In a way, um, I was in the mail room for about a year, um, and in that space of time, I was already getting proactive, and so I was taking briefs just. Um, dummy briefs and and sh- and showing other creatives and other art directors and copywriters and creative directors within the agency as to um you know how i could um perform with uh the the in-between time that i had in the mailroom so i was already exposed to a lot of the on the job real um commercialized briefs um after about a year i uh, was offered a position as a junior designer um, and then from there, I actually bounced from um, Ogilvy and I went to a smaller agency, uh, a McCann Group uh, agency. And um, then I continued my my junior roles and bounced around a couple of places. Um, and uh, it was tough, you know, like I don't think people understand uh, when you're starting out in the, in the industry, um, it really means nothing much to have completed your design degree or diploma or whatever you finish. Um, the real work really happens, um, for the next five years after that point. Um, 
because it's a different environment. And, and I always say that, you know, assess things in context because um, you don't get two weeks to finish a job. You get one day right like this is this is the 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 fast paced nature of 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 the design industry um and it's not your teacher being quite um polite it's some critique um whether it's from the client or your direct um superior uh really being cutthroat and just calling it out that that you know that you're your ideas aren't there and, and it's not meeting the proposition or it hasn't captured the tone of voice of, of the, the client's um, brand or, you know, a whole heap of things can happen. And it, 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 the key is also to, to um, not take it personally, but yeah, I was doing anything from de-patching um, underwear for you know some you know uh clothing brand right you know and, and i'll be de-patching 150 photos a day right through to um to you know retracing uh certain artwork like it's not really that glamorous at first and you're doing this and 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 you're doing it going you know did i just study for this but um what i realized was that um i got really good at craft um in my junior years i got really good at um using the tools um which i in now in hindsight really appreciate because when you are trying to articulate or express an idea which which i really needed to develop after that and and there are many different courses and mentors and a whole bunch of things that can help accelerate your ideation um but yeah it wasn't really till my midweight and senior design years that I um, was able to harness um, design thinking from a strategic and an ideation point of view. Um, so from there, I, I, I just bounced a, a couple of different agencies from there, um, from Imagination, which is um, quite well known globally, right through to um, being design director at uh, DDB. Um, and then also, um, more, more recently I was the, um, uh, head of, uh, digital design at, uh, Mercer Bell and Saatchi and Saatchi, which is a, uh, publicist group agency. Um, and, and in fact, the further you kind of excel in your, in your career, um, the, the better that you, uh, need to, um, I guess uh, design in a different way, right? Like you need to you need to think about designing in terms of designing business outcomes for your clients. Um, you have to learn how to uh, design uh, human experiences again, not just for your, your your clients and your clients' customers, but also for the internal team or the department that you're leading. Um, it's it becomes more about psychology and um, and connection. Uh, rather than just what I initially started uh, 15 years ago, which was the uh, visual communication of design. Yeah. Well, I, I think, you know, over your career as a graphic designer, you, you learn so much. And, and at the beginning, it is really about the tools, isn't it? And um, uh, just trying to make something look nice. But then you learn that there's more to it and and you... 
uh, you know, you need to apply a lot of uh, knowledge to all of your work. Uh, something I, I do want to ask you about, and it, it seems like a really relevant conversation because I, I was speaking to a friend yesterday that's that's just graduated and um, he's finding it tough. You know, he's um, feeling really de- 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 demoralized because he, he spent um, uh, a lot of money um, investing in, in learning and and uh, he's, he's not having a lot of success uh, finding a job. And I know um, in, through your uh, career, through side projects um, like giantthinkers.com, and I, I know that you also have a book um, about uh, finding a job as well, I, I'd love to uh, get some advice from you really for people that are in that same situation as my friend who have just graduated and they are looking for for a job mm. how would you go about <laughs> doing it how would you go about searching well it's um it's there's no one way first of all um but i have un- unpacked this in uh my first book called how to get a job as a designer uh and i've spent many years going through the process to arrive. Uh, I think it was the, the 12 year mark that I arrived and went, wow, okay, I've established myself as a designer now. Um, far out, everything that people told me <laughs> getting into this um, uh, was either not said um, in, in, in the version that I had lived or it was um, or it was just these these hidden secrets that I that you could only find by going through it yourself. Um, so I tried to package it up in this book, um, and because I'm, I was right there as your friend, like I was, I've been there, um, I, I, and I and I get this a lot. You know, um, I guess for your listeners, I would say if you're in that position, um, understand that um, that that hard work and showing up to the daily is going to get you there. Um, and I know that you, you hear that all the time, but um, you, you really, um, there is no career um, that you can uh, really progress in um, without showing up to the daily grind of it. Um, and so you really, A, you know, you have to, you have to love it, but that doesn't come with, um, its own challenges, right? Like it's not that it's, um, it's not, we're not exempt as designers from, from the struggle and, and the, and the hard work that really needs to go in to, uh, this, this, this career that we want. So now once you, once you've positioned yourself from that viewpoint, that, you must embrace this uphill that you you are now wanting to climb, this mountain that you've picked. Once you've really sat there and you've looked at the mountain and you've gone, I'm going to now take on this mountain, only then can you truly begin because everything becomes a joy, right? In that your version of stopping over and building a fire overnight, you know, just to keep yourself warm, That's that might be working through the night and, and, you know, pulling an all nighter. And I don't condone, you know, not sleeping or any of that, but I'm just saying that I've had many nights where I've had to, to really push myself mentally, physically, emotionally, um, 
financially. Um, and you're going to get a lot of that. Um, well, so what does that mean? I think firstly, um, you can only, so advice number one I would give is, is do what you can with what you have. So waiting for perfection is never going to happen. So you just have to do, utilize what you have. So if that means that, um, that you only know, you know, the local, uh, design shop and not, not your big branded agencies, then that's all, you know, and that's okay. So hit them up and learn or inquire or have a conversation with the people that work in that little shop. Um, if all you have is the internet, which most of us do, then Google the shit out of everything that, that, that you feel you need to know. Um, you know, I spent hours and days and weeks and like constantly and still do if I don't know something, uh, whether it's a tutorial or whether it's, um, how to start something that I've never done before. Um, I'm always inquiring. I'm always seeking how to better myself in that regard. Um, but, but the, the most important thing is to plant seeds as well, right? Like nothing moves unless you do. So if you're not actually active and, and I, and when I say active Ian, like I, I remember speaking, uh, I did a, my first tour in the U S, uh, for the launch of that book, actually, uh, I did, uh, uh, what was it? 32 cities, um, in three months or something like that. And, um, one of the cities that I stopped at was Washington DC. And after I spoke to that, uh, that group of designers, um, first question was exactly what you asked me from this gentleman who looked a little bit rugged, uh, unshaven, you know, kind of looked like he could be homeless to be honest. And he said, um, I've really tried really hard. I've finished my degree and like, it's been, it's been over a year and I haven't been able to get a job. I've been getting a few internships, you know, a couple of weeks here or a month max here and there, but nothing really groundbreaking. And then I just asked him a simple question. I said, how hard have you been trying? What does that look like? And then, you know, the whole room stopped and went back to him. The mic went back to him and he said, well, I've sent heaps of emails. And I said, how many is heaps of emails? And then he said, like I've sent about 30 emails, you know, in like four months. And I, I had to give him the brutal truth. And I said to him, that's not enough. I sent 300 emails in the first week out of design school. And so when we talk about um, the, the, the distance between where we are and what we want, in order to reduce that gap, we really have to, A, uh, reduce our expectation or reality of how easy things are going to come, come by. We need to forego that because there are people out there working twice or three times as hard as us. And then we wonder how they got to where they got to. So our baseline standard has to increase. And, and so to your friend or anyone listening, just keep going, keep moving, plant seeds. You know, with those 300 seeds that I planted with that first uh, week out of design college, out of the 300 emails, those 300 seeds, could you believe 
that only about five people replied back. And of those five, only two were sure, happy to meet. So majority didn't even say and that they were rejecting me. <laughs> and a few said had the, you know, had the decency to, to reject me in writing. But it's really that. Um, the book covers a lot of the um, you know, how to get a job as a designer. It covers the, a lot of the practicalities from how to design your portfolio, how to even write to a creative director, what's the anatomy of, a, of an email to a, to a creative director or a design director, um, how to network, how to present yourself in an interview, how to, what to say. I cover all of that. Uh, obviously that, that can be a whole other episode in itself, but, um, you know, I think what's most valuable is to understand that, um, that keep working on your craft, keep, uh, showing up to, uh, whatever it takes in terms of the work. Um, uh, but then also plant many seeds. So build relationships, and that might look like connecting on LinkedIn with industry peers, you know, and, and write a little note, you know, here's a little tip. Don't just hit connect when you send someone a request, fill out the bit, uh, that allows you to customize that, that request and, and, and really connect with that person from a one-to-one -one level. Don't just do the copy and paste thing. And that's another tip. Don't copy and paste when applying for a job or applying for something uh, that's template based, customize it, personalize it, you know, um, Hey, um, XYZ, uh, design company. I really loved your recent, uh, branding work that you guys did for, uh, the new eco brand, um, in London or wherever. And, and, um, one of the things that really struck me was insert your answer here, you know, or whatever it is, or, Hey, you know, um, Sally, um, I know you are the founder of such and such studios and, um, I've been a big fan of your, uh, your work and your career. And, and, and one of the, your recent blog posts really spoke to me when you said, and insert her quote there, like really get personal with these people when you're connecting with them. And it's, it's, this is the work, this is part of the work. Um, and so, so there are a couple of tips for, for your listeners. Mm. I think all of that was amazing advice and I think very real and um, honest. So I, I hope, you know, uh, my friend, I hope I'm, I'm going to make sure to share this episode with him so that he uh, listens to the advice. But I, thank you for that. That, that was really um, helpful. I, I totally agree that um, at the beginning even when you get older and you're applying for new jobs it is really a, a numbers game and and you need to keep connecting with people speaking with people that might be able to point you in the right direction um spending time on personalizing those emails like you said and, and just building up your your network and um hopefully if you keep doing that then <laughs> Like I said, because it's a numbers game, one of them's going to say yes eventually, and uh, you just need to keep working at it. Yeah, and it is, it is, to a degree, exactly that. It's a numbers game, and 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 I guess the other the other thing is um, that I like to raise again is is really not not separating this work. 
that we call, whether it's the emailing or the, the, the continual learning of the craft or the, the bettering of, uh, of your ideation process, you know, whatever it is, um, all of that is the work. But um, this, is, it, this is part of that journey, going back to the climbing up that mountain analogy. Like this, this is exactly where you need to be in order to get you to uh, the top of that mountain, right? Like there are things that you need to learn still before you can get there. Um, muscles you need to work, skills you need to learn. Um, and wherever the vantage point that you're standing in, whether it's only a couple meters up that, that hiking trail, uh, appreciate that, you know, uh, often we can get so disheartened and, uh, disappointed and, and sadly, um, to the point of feeling that, you know, we have, uh, little self-worth, but you have everything that you need right now, everything that you've ever wanted in the past that you now have all happened from a thought. It was just an idea in your mind and now you have it. This is no different, right? So a little exercise, if, if you're listening, if, if you think about something that you have now that, that you achieved, something that you're really proud of and that you thought, you know, two, three, four years ago prior to getting it, you thought, wow, that, that's, an, that's an unreachable thing. That might be your first car. That might be getting into that that design college or design school, or that might be you know getting an internship even or the first job. You know that all started with an idea. So wherever you are, it's totally normal to seek for more, but don't dismiss the 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 kindness that you also need to give yourself. To, to sustain you and to nourish you on the longer journey ahead. That's a very mindful way of uh, looking at all of this um, because it's, it's very easy to keep uh, constantly chasing and pushing for more and more and more until you um, eventually hit the, 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 the top of that mountain. But I, I found in, in my career um the, the the most rewarding thing is the journey and, and when you do hit the top of that mountain it's um uh, you you end up just creating another mountain to to climb so I think I, I really loved what you just said you know thinking about what you've achieved and and being thankful for what you've done and and um I tend to think with this type of thing, like my, my friend at the moment, he's feeling really down and demoralized. And, and I think, you know, if he was to think, okay, three, four years ago, my dream was to have accomplished this and now he has accomplished it. And, and thinking in that way, um, it, it does make you feel more positive and it makes you think, okay, if I did that, I can do this next step. I just need to keep working through that. So um, I think listeners will really appreciate that as well. Yeah, thank you. And and look, it's it's this is something that I've also gathered from from mentors of mine and and other people that I've interviewed on my podcast. Um, 
you know, people who are on the global public stage and um, that might look like global heads of Nike or Deloitte or Visa or, you know, um, sports champions. Um, Kelly Slater is one example, 11-time world surf champ. And, you know, when, I've in, when I'm talking to these people and when I've um, b- exposed myself and, ref- and, uh, and reflected uh, over the years, the consistency that I've found is the, f- the fact that these people are human like us. They feel anxiety and stress and frustration, but when they're in when they're in the flow state or this state of um, of being present, um, that's really giving yourself the best chance to deliver what you need to deliver. And and what I mean by that is there's no point thinking about the future. The future hasn't happened yet. There's no f- point thinking about what I don't have. That's just wasted energy. You know, there's no point stressing and having this anxiety of like, oh, you know, I'm not where I want to be. Just take it literally day by day. What do I need to do today in order to get me to to a to to have the better chance to have a better chance of uh, reaching where I want to be? That's it. You know, show up to the daily, and everything else will follow. I just want to take a short break to thank FreshBooks who has sponsored this season of the podcast. As creators, we like to spend our time creating clever ideas that give value to our clients. But a lot of us spend way too much time running our business, doing things like creating invoices, chasing payments and logging all of our expenses. And that's actually where FreshBooks can help. It's an accounting software designed specifically for creative professionals like you that's so easy to use. You'll save hours each week on all of the time-consuming admin that you're doing. And that means that you have more time to focus on designing logos and brand identities. Time-saving features in FreshBooks includes creating and sending branded invoices in about 30 seconds. You can set up credit card payments right from your invoices, meaning that your clients can pay faster. And when tax time rolls around, you'll also be able to export tidy reports for expenses, invoice details, and sales tax to make working with an accountant really simple. Right now, I'm offering listeners of the Logo Geek podcast a free 30-day trial of FreshBooks. No credit card required. Just head to freshbooks.com forward slash Logo Geek and enter Logo Geek in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Now let's get back to the interview. Now, I know you mentioned then about mentors being an important thing for you and I know this is another one of the topics that you speak about a lot, again, through your podcast and uh, website. It is finding a mentor and learning from mentors. And uh, obviously, that's been really important for you and um, uh, myself included. You know, I've I've learned a lot from other people that have shared their uh, wisdom with me. How would you go about... um, finding a mentor or or leveraging um advice for mentors in the way that you have all right so mentorship uh and how to get a mentor very very passionate topic of mine so much so that i wrote my second book 
how to get a mentor as a designer um, about it. And then I basically uh, dissected it and, and diluted it down to 12 actionable steps. Uh, we won't go through all, all the steps here, but I can sort of bulk, bulk them together. Um, but, you know, firstly, why is mentorship important? Well, um, success leaves clues. Uh, there are experts out there who have done what we ultimately want to do. And it's not necessarily that these people are more gifted or talented than us in, in a particular area of interest that we want to be good at ourselves. It's just that they've played that game before over and over again. So they're conditioned, right? They, um, they, before they were praised in public, these people that we admire and that we look up to, they have spent years and years practicing their craft in, in, in private. Um, and so when we navigate our way to our end goal, sometimes we might be lost and disappointed and we don't know where to go, uh, but it doesn't have to be a, a, a lonely journey. Um, there is a way to lessen the wrong turns. And for me, it's been mentorship and for millions of people over our entire history. Um, but, but I think, uh, now it's more, more important than ever to contextualize what a mentor is in, in today's world. Um, so, you know, when we look at a mentor, it's someone in my mind has three, three buckets, um, that they fall into. Um, they are someone that constructively guides, um, they actively participate in supportive dialogue and they become a role model to us, uh, in, uh, the particular, uh, professional or personal development that we're after. Um, and it's a two way street. It's not just us extracting knowledge or guidance uh, from them. Um, they're also learning from us in, in a way that they are able to tap into um, the change of the industry or they are able to um, f feel that they are contributing to the next generation of, um, of, of the grassroots and the, the industry where the industry is headed. Uh, there's plenty that mentors get out of mentees as well. So I guess, um, I can break it up into four steps, um, for you, for the listeners. Sure. Okay. Um, the first is that you, you need to get clear on the definition. Okay. So I'll, I'll just list them out. I guess, you know, getting clear on the definition is, is, is one of the big buckets. The second is to go through a personal analysis. The third is to pair your goals with the right mentors. And in the fourth bucket I'd, I'd identify is don't ask for mentorship, ask for advice. So that's it in a nutshell. So I'll unpack that a little bit, uh, just, just a tad. So the first one was get clear on the definition. So like I said to you for millions of years, right, we've, we've, there's this idea that we really need to change, uh, that it's not this sort of, um, Gandalf to Frodo or Yoda to Skywalker or Harry Potter to Dumbledore type of relationship that that's way too romanticized. Um, it can actually be a hindrance to both you, the mentee and the mentor to, to look at the mentorship that way, right? Like that's a, that's like a lifelong relationship 
and one that almost puts too much pressure if it would ever be of that quality or that degree. Imagine finding your Yoda. I mean, that's a pretty full on. Um, so getting clear on the definition of mentorship needs to be a bit more relevant to now, which is it can be as little as one or two informal conversations over a few weeks, over a cup of tea or a coffee, could be 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and that's it. That can literally be mentorship right then and there. And and so we need to get break out of this idea that a mentor is this heavy weighted thing, right? Um, it need needn't not be really this long term formalized arrangement, although it can, but it let's not box ourselves in. Um, so you know if you want to get um, you know better at speaking to people, for example, uh, public speaking. Um, there's a difference between speaking to a group of 10 people and speaking to a group of 100 people. Um, and so this sort of leads to the next one, which is go through a personal analysis is, is the, is the second bucket, right? So why did I raise that point? Well, there, there are a lot of things that you, um, would want to be better at. And um, you need to ask yourself, going through this personal analysis, bucket number two, who are you? What do you want? Why do you want it? What's stopping you from getting it? This is the starting point, foundation um, of any endeavor. So if we don't know who we are, or what we want, we don't know where we're going. So it's just like a soccer player kicking a soccer ball around without goalposts. If there's no goalposts, where's the soccer player kicking to? Doesn't, doesn't really know. So we need to get clear on our personal analysis, um, which which brings us to to the third bucket, which is pair your goals with the right mentors. So if you did, let's say, want to get better at public speaking, um, there are people that are really good in small groups and there are people that are really great on large forums, such as people that have done TED Talks. So um, you need to set yourself up with those goals and pairing them with the people that have done that, right? And and therefore you also relieve the pressure of of having a mentor that is the almighty, all-in-one, helps you with everything and anything. So you might have a list of, you know, five, ten, five to ten goals. You know, you might want to be better at you know, you might want to get into animation. So then unpack that. Like what what programs of animation do you want to get to? Like there's so many different things now. You can even animate with code now. You know, do you want to animate with um, After Effects? Like what is it? So go down that. What kind of style of animation do you want to get good at? Um, and what does good even look like? Do you want to move a ball to bounce or do you want to make it look like an avatar ball in an avatar reality? Like... You, you, you then will have people now to target uh, associated to your specific goal. Uh, so I hope that that's clear. And then the fourth and final sort of bucket is, um, and these are big buckets, by the way, right? Uh, in my 12-step book of how to get a mentor as a designer, that I break it up into really, really practical steps. Um, but the fourth bucket I said was um, don't ask for mentorship, ask for advice. So... What, what that means is that it's all about relationship building. You know, you, 
asking for advice is the seed to growing a single interaction into an official mentor relationship, or at least asking opens a dialogue for potential relationship of any kind to grow, whether that's friendship or mentorship, doesn't matter. Um, and the beauty about now is you can do that online. You know, Ian, you and I are just, just connected, I think, um, you know, through online and, and Facebook, you, you hit me up and you, you connected with me and you said that you're, you're a big fan of Jacob Cass, good friend of mine has been on your show and been, been on, on my show as well and mutual friends in, in Jacob. So, um, that's, that's a lot of that in, in fruition right now, you know? And, and so when you've gone for the, 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 the uh, asking of, of if I had um, time to come on your show, I'd, I absolutely would love, would love to, you know, because you've built a relationship with, with me, even from afar, just through a couple, you know, interactions and exchanges. It's the same with mentorship. Um, so going back to that fourth bucket, you know, don't ask for mentorship, ask for advice. Really, you need to start with, um, you know, reverse engineering what a mentorship will actually appreciate too. You know, if you were in Mark Zuckerberg's shoes, could you imagine how many people just would ask him and say, Hey, you know, can you be my mentor? Like, that's crazy. You know, a lower buy-in would be, um, you know, Hey Mark, um, you know, huge, huge fan of your, your style of coding. Like, you know, I looked you up and, um, I've even read some of your material on how your first version of Facebook was built on whatever it was, insert language, code language here. Like, you know, um, where do you think the next, uh, where, where do you think the next, um, uh, you know, uh, universal language is, uh, of coding is going to go or where do you think I should put my effort in, in learning, um, some other code, uh, or dev, uh, dev, uh, you know, uh, language. So it's, yeah, it's really, really going to that, um, level of detail and building a relationship and understand it's a long-term game. Um, when I interviewed Kelly Slater, it took, took me 18 months, 18 months. And people, people probably wouldn't realize that until they listened to it where Kelly himself even um, says it in the introduction. He said, we've been doing this for a long time. We've been wanting to tee this up for a long time, he says. Um, and he said, yeah, 18 months. And, and you know, it's, it's a, you gotta, you got to utilize patience. And again, it's, it's like with anything else. Um, uh, build meaningful relationships, um, you know, comment and, and DM and, and have a conversation. Um, and eventually you're going to increase your chance for, for people that you look up to, um, to, to be your mentor as well. Yeah. I, I really can't stress your last point enough because, um, through building the logo geek community, I, I do get, uh, a lot of people asking me for advice, but occasionally I get someone that will go, well, will, will you be my mentor? And I just, I don't have the time for that. Even if I wanted to, I just physically can't, but if they just came to me and asked me a question, it doesn't matter who it is. I, I will always respond to it if, if I can. You know, if I if I have the time, a, a question, I, I will respond to it. And and thanks to um, the internet, it, it's so easy to do that. You can you can, especially in in the graphic design industry, you can practically reach out to almost anyone and ask a question. So you can be pretty much. Uh, mentored from afar from 
anyone. Um, I, I found personally just through doing this podcast, I, I, I've reached out to people that I thought would not even get back to me, but I've been able to have like hour long conversations with people like Tom Geismar, who in my eyes is like an absolute, an, an absolute legend. And, uh, you know, I've emailed people like Sackmeister and they've got back to me and uh, your, your, yourself, you know, you, I've, I've been listening to your podcast for for years and it is amazing that you know thanks to the internet which um you know when i started out in this career <laughs> yes the internet was there but we didn't have I, I didn't have facebook we we had myspace but uh the the capability of what's there now is is phenomenal so i i just personally think that we're in this amazing time uh, and i think students today are amazingly lucky you know they're just in this uh, incredible situation where they can just go online and and connect with the person and ask them a question and learn um and you know really fast track where you want to go and i think if you if you was to use the the framework like like you mentioned and and really understand what your goals are and pairing that up with the right person you can learn anything yeah. <laughs> it's, it's incredible it's, really it's funny because Although we've got this tech at our disposal, um, well, two things. The first is that um, nothing will ever change the the human needs and and the human uh, desires that we have. So we we all are seeking for contribution. We're all seeking for um, significance. We're all seeking for um, for connection um and it's just that now we've got tools that allow us and enable us to to enable and activate those those needs um, and desires um and even at that um advantage of of this day and age to connect with someone on the other side of the world um I still am shocked when I ask the question in, in all the talks that I've been given, um, I've said in Q and a, I've said, you know, by the way, who here has used the DM feature and DM'd, uh, a celebrity or someone that you, you, you look up to or someone that you, you would want to mentor you and 90% of people haven't. And, and I ask why, and they just, already assume that they're not going to reply. So they've said, oh, they, they, they wouldn't reply. So automatically, it goes back to the, the famous Wayne Gretzky ice hockey player quote, which is you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. So if you're not putting yourself out there, if you're not um, throwing a, a DM or a comment to these people, um, A, it's not going to hurt. But B, if you're not even doing that, then your, your, your chance is hundred percent zero. Like nothing, nothing is going to happen. So I encourage everyone to utilize the technology. It's there, um, to, to connect and build rapport and build relationships. But then the part two to this is that you still need to put in the work. And I need to emphasize that because, um, with the mentors that I have and the people that I've mentored, when people have asked me, you know, why have you mentored that person versus another that you might not have mentored or that you might not have, 
at the end of the day, the mentor is prioritizing one person over another, right? We're, we're all prioritizing something. Um, it's the people that have really demonstrated that they have had the self-initiative to take themselves as far as they think that they can go and that they've shown up to the conversation going, I've tried this, here is the outcome of that. I also tried this, here is the outcome of that. And I also read your material on this and I tried that. But I'm a little stuck in this bit here and I don't know what to do. Do you have any advice? See, that's a whole different scenario to someone just coming straight out of the gates who, who that mentor might not have ever even had a single comment exchange or DM exchange from and them saying, hey, um, I need to better my uh, design thinking. Can you help me? That's so vague. Um, hey, I really want to be a better entrepreneur. Um, I look up to you, watch all your videos. Um, can you help me? That, that, that gives nothing, you know, tell me, tell me more. Like, are you, are you, are you flipping stuff? Like what Gary V encourages? Are you, are you bloody, you know, putting your artwork up on Redbubble or Etsy or what are you doing? Are you, are you hustling and, and, and hunting for freelance work? Um, are you, have you set up a little Shopify store? Like, I, I don't know, like, you know, what have you tried and tested and where do you want to get to? These are the, these are the details that also matter which requires you to put in the work. Mm, mm, yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I think based on everything you said, Ram, your book must be very, very good because you shared some real gems in just the space of, uh, what, 10 minutes? Um, and I, I think, you know, <laughs> anyone can take um, what you just said and 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 find a mentor and I, I think everything you said based on my personal experiences is, is incredibly true. Um, especially, you know, DMing people. I, I've been amazed myself um, through my career and I'm going to give a quick example now. Um, growing up, I was a massive fan of everything that David Airy was doing around logo design. Um, he was mm. an idol. Well, he still is an idol um, for, for years. And I remember... Um, I thought I'd ping him an email and uh, it ended up being quite a long email of just how much I enjoyed his books and, and what I got out of it and, and how I'm um, applying that knowledge to what I'm doing. And, um, you know, over the years, I mean, that, that was probably like 10 years ago. Um, he's got to know me, you know, I've got to know him and um, uh, he, he eventually came on my podcast as, as a guest and at that stage that was actually the first podcast he he'd said yes to and uh, and I think that was thanks to that uh, initial awesome. um email and the, the back and forth conversation but um yeah I I'm at the point now where I would say he's a friend and and when I have any uh, question or need any help or uh want to do something he's he's been really great and, and said yes um i I've, I've recently started a like a small uh, community where a few of us get together on zoom and i asked david 
you know, would you be up for coming in and and maybe sharing us some of your work and answering some questions? And I thought he was going to say no, but I thought I'm just going to ask. And he said yes, and it was amazing. You know, he uh, did a shared view and and shown us uh, a project and uh, went through. He even showed emails. <laughs> I mean, it was really um, detailed. And uh, you know, for me, that that was incredible. Um, you know, getting that for someone that I've I've admired for years, and obviously other people could uh, join me in that as well. And and I know none of that would have happened if I didn't just send that initial message. So sending a DM, like you said, even to you know people that you deem high in the sky, you know, um, huge names in the industry. They would probably email you back, um, you know, whether just to tell you that unfortunately they don't they don't have time. But you never know; they might come back and answer your question. Or um, another example, I don't know if you know David Breyer. I asked him a question, and he said, "Oh, do you want to jump on a Zoom call?" So I ended up having a Zoom call with him for like an hour to answer some questions. You know, these <laughs> uh, unexpected things. Uh, um, can happen just just on on the back of sending a, a quick message asking a, a question and being very specific like you are but in those cases where you just say will you be my mentor or or it's a high in the sky question like can you teach me to be an entrepreneur you're never going to get a response but I think if you're intelligent about it um, you'll be surprised that you're probably um, one of few that have actually done that and you're very likely to get someone to spend time to actually um get back to you even if it's just for a couple of minutes yeah it's it it still shocks me to this day mate like i'm on the same um it's amazing really how um well it's amazing but then it's not you know like again it's it's like you know i've looked up to these people you know same thing for me when you know i i even interviewed Debbie Millman, for example, in person in New York, right? In in her actual podcasting studio. She she allowed me to that use that. Cool. Um, <laughs> for, from, yeah, it's it's mind-blowing stuff, right? Like it's crazy. There's a vlog, there's a vlog of us actually um uh in in her uh SVA uh School of Visual Arts um in New York um campus. And oh it's just crazy, man. Like from from her to Michael Beirut, uh obviously legend from Pentagram. Um, yeah, right through to your Kelly Slater or, you know, Shark Tank investors that you see on telly and to literally be one-on-one with them. Um, and, and, and one of my biggest mentors, Chase Jarvis, you know, he wrote the, um, the, the front cover quote for, for that book, how to get a mentor. Um, and he's founder and CEO of creative live and famous photographer and, and, you know, really, really, uh, got a big presence in the creative global community. Um. Oh, it's, it's, it's amazing until you do it. And then you realize that everything that I've, I've said is, is really true. Like they, they do want to contribute. And in fact, you know, we're all going to be there too. You're right. Like I'm, I'm feeling a bit of that now, you know, I get, I get 20 to 30 DMS every day from people sharing to me about their life. You, know, you might get a bit of that too, Ian. You know, as you build this uh, podcast and as you build your own brand as well, and, and anyone else listening too. And you don't need to be having a big community. You know, I'm not saying that to say that um, that that's uh, 
that's a, of anything significant. But what what I am trying to say is that that there is this thing called auth- authenticity and trust and and what I said before about the the um the the connection and contribution elements that um that people do resonate with and um and and the the problems that you've had whether you're climbing up that ladder in in your field or you're trying to meet a certain goal um the problems that you've had have also been the same problems by the people that you've looked up to at some stage in their life and and that is why they are going to um respond if if you've presented yourself and introduced yourself in that in that authentic way um but yeah hope, hopefully it helps <laughs> yeah i actually think that's a really good place to kind of end the interview um because it's, it's pretty much gone uh full circle so ram <laughs> thank you so much for your time um i genuinely really appreciate the the honesty and and I, I think all of the advice that you've given is very authentic and very real and very actionable. So um, I do hope that people will take on, a, on board your advice and, um, you know, go further and listen to your podcast, read your blog, read your books and, and look into you further. So I'll make sure to include, you know, links to that in, in the show notes for this episode. Um, but again, just thank you so much for your time. Um I genuinely really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Ian. Appreciate that. And um, yeah, if anyone has any more questions, uh, I I am a man of my word. And and if you have anything that sort of triggered from anything here, um, send me a DM on my Instagram, the Giant Thinker, and um, happy to continue the conversation. If you enjoyed this interview, let myself and Ram know by giving us a shout out on social media. Why not take a photo and show us where in the world you are listening to the podcast? I'd absolutely love to see that. And I know that Ram would too. So if you can, um, if you're listening now, take a picture of where you're listening to, um, post it on social media, tag myself and Ram. It'd be really fun to see uh, where in the world you are and uh, what you're up to whilst listening into this to learn more about ram castillo head to his website giantthinkers.com where you'll find his podcast books and more alternatively check out the show notes for this episode where you'll find links to ram's website social profiles uh, books and resources mentioned in this interview as well as a full transcription too to find that head to logageek.uk forward slash 6.10 and if you'd like to talk with me and a huge global community of logo designers why not join the logo geek community on facebook it's totally free to join and you can find it just by heading to logogeek.uk forward slash community or by just searching on facebook for logo geek so i have some huge news for you this is the very last episode of the final season of the Logo Geek podcast because 
I'm now making Logo Geek a weekly show. That's why every week throughout 2020, I will be creating new episodes, which will be a mix of interviews as I have done and solo episodes too, to help take this show to the next level and to help you guys as much as I can level up your skills with logo design and everything surrounding that. This would not be possible without the support of FreshBooks as a sponsor. So again, be sure to check them out by heading to freshbooks.com forward slash logogeek because supporting them will help show that the uh, podcast is successful and hopefully they will continue to sponsor and support the show uh, to keep it going like it is. So if you want to support the show, go and support FreshBooks who have been amazing by sponsoring the show. So that is it for this season, but I'll be back the same time next week to kick off the weekly show. I can't wait to get started. So um, like I said, I'll be back the same time next week for another exciting episode of the Logo Geek Podcast.